Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to the Marriage is Tougher Than Woodpecker Lips podcast. This is Brian. And I'm Paul. We'd like to welcome you to a community meant for the men of the world to share our thoughts and perspectives on marriage. We can learn from each other's experiences and help each other be better husbands. Now, let's get right into the show. All right, welcome to the podcast. Thanks everybody. Today we have a special treat. Um, My oldest, uh, my son Isaiah, is on the pod he has been in a relationship with his girlfriend for a long time and looking to continue his future with her. So he has some questions um, just that he can ask three married brothers. So um, we're going to get into the pod. He's going to ask some questions and hopefully um, what you take from this discussion uh, will benefit those who are already married and those who are looking to make that transition from um deep relationship into marriage. So Isaiah. Hello, hello. <laughs> the first question we usually ask is, who is Isaiah? Yeah, well, um, uh, well, I'm Isaiah Miller. Sam from here, Columbus, Ohio. I am currently in school for finance. Uh, so until that's done, say it's kind of has a uh, a pause on my life right now until I can, you know, get into the career phase afterwards. Uh, but that's pretty much it right now. So, um, yeah, just hustling through school and trying to get through that. How long have you been together? Uh, so we've been together. Oh, her name's Kiana, by the way. So we've been together for, it'll be six years in January. Yeah. Okay, it's been six a minute. years. Mm-hmm. That's a good amount of time. Um, yeah. So, and this is a pr- pr- pretty heavy question <laughs> right off the bat. Uh, mm-hmm. What are your plans for the future? Oh, I mean, uh, we we plan to get married. Say, um, I mean, I can I can say it on the podcast. Say, I mean, you know, I'm currently in the you know the saving process. You know, getting getting all my my things together. Uh, but I mean, we we we're already to the point of kind of when we want to get married, you know, like the year, the month, all of that stuff, obviously, you know, the engagement part has to come before, before the, the wedding. But, you know, when I feel like when you're together for so long, you, you kind of, you don't do things as I guess, um, how society would deem like normal, you know, like you don't wait until you're engaged to even talk about like the wedding and what you would want and colors. Like we, we've talked about all of those things, you know, but she obviously knows that an engagement is coming um, before the wedding. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, so you talked a little bit about a, you being in that stage of planning, but how long do you think your engagement is going to be? Uh, I would say uh, a little over under a year, maybe like a year and a half, um, just depending on life, say, uh, be t- during our engagement, I'll be graduating college. So, um, and on the back end of it, so like closer to when we would be wanting to get married. So that could, you know, affect a little bit of, of scheduling and timing, but obviously, you know, once we set a venue and a date, that's going to be just what it is. And we'll, we'll just figure it out from there. What do you think the best thing about being married either is or will be? Uh, I have 
I've always been presented or shown like that family, you know, is like this loving, you know, village esque, um, you know, thing to where you know you bond these two families, and I've always been a family person. Uh, so you know, you get a you get a whole other family, and in Kiana's case, you know, she's just like me. She has multiple, you know, sets of you know people that have taken care of her and is important to her. So. She has more than just, you know, the average, you know, just one to two, you know, mom and dad family. You know, she has a big stretch as well. So I really am looking forward to, you know, getting to love new people, and, you know, create those new relationships and things like that. Cool. And and so what's the your favorite characteristic of Kiana? Oh, man, it'd probably be her heart. You know, she... uh she, you know, I always know, like in the in the back of any anything that she's doing or anything that's driving an action, you know, it's out of kindness and love and, you know, because she really wants to do it, you know, she doesn't care about if there's you know, a reward on the backside or, you know, a gift or something, you know, it's, it's just genuine. Nice. That mm-hmm. sounds good. I'd have to, I'd have to vouch for that. Yeah. Her heart, her heart is crazy. Um, what do you think? is or can be a challenge of being married um i just say you know just life can be a stress and i mean we've been together since we were in high school so we've kind of already went through a lot of change obviously not as much as what the future holds but you know within these little six years we've had a lot of change in you know growing up that we've both had to do um and I, I think finances, you know, definitely cause some some strain. But I just think that life in general, you know, just making sure that you're getting through life on your own, but also together can sometimes be really challenging. I've noticed at least, you know. I don't know. Does that answer the question? No, it does. Okay. <laughs> and Brian, the question you always ask. Yeah. Um. What? has been your example of marriage oh my example of marriage um is this uh like a people like you're saying like a another marriage uh it it really could come from anywhere you know in my experience yeah i didn't come from a married household so i had to kind of seek um that little bit of knowledge that i got from outside but it could be you know your immediate family um friends that you've uh you know, kind of yeah. absorbed information from. Yeah, I'd say um, before um, my mom and Paul got married, um, it was my grandparents. And I wouldn't even say that it was necessarily like a a marriage that I like used as like a model, you know, to for myself. But it was just they were just always holding it down. You know what I mean? But then when when my mom and Paul got married, I was able to see it like in the house, you know, every single day and not just when I was with them. And I would say, I mean, I really appreciate getting to see their marriage, especially with, you know, um, the growth of me being like 10 years old when he came into the family. And then now him ha- about to have his own 10 year old with my mom, you know, it's, it's, it's been really fun to see their marriage like grow, and, you know, kind of take what I can from that. Yeah. Well. That's good. Uh, do you guys have any other ones before we get into 
turning him turning around and asking us the questions. Yeah. Just how old are you, Zay? Uh, I just turned 24 uh, last month. Yeah. Probably should have said that earlier when who I was. So do you think All that right. do you think that twenty four is too young to get married? Oh man! Well, let's or like I, I mean, you said you're going to be like I guess a year and a half engagement. Yeah, I mean, so if you talk to me, if you talk to me when I was like seventeen, eighteen, I mean, I would have been married already. Um, and and already in my little period of wanting to be married with no kids, you know, and the kids should be coming in a couple years if it was up to young me. Um, me now. I don't I don't put a time on anything anymore. I'm just like just trying to focus on the moment, you know? Like if as long as I've I would say I've learned that if you have the right person, they're okay with knowing that like that's the goal and just working towards it rather than like trying to find someone that just wants to get that goal like in a not in a timely manner, but just like now. You know what I mean? Like, you know, She's about the grind. She understands that we got to we got to grow up, get some money, you know, get some experience underneath our belt before we can just go throw ourselves into a marriage. And and why do you think 17-year-old you want uh would have wanted to get married? Uh I think it was the idea just of like society and just what you see just all the time like on TV and just other people and just for me like with being with just my mom until it was with uh, until um, Paul came along, it was pretty much all adults always around, not really very many people my age. So I was always seeing just younger to like, you know, late 20s, early 30s, you know, getting married and stuff like that. So for me, it was just like the thing to do. Like I just saw that. So, you know, when you're younger, you try to plan out your life. You like to say what you're going to be doing, you know, at certain ages. And I'd tell you at 28, I'd been married with, you know, two kids. You know, but 28, I've just been married for a couple years at that point. Um, so I would say just seeing just what was around me, examples. That's just kind of what I was going with. <clears throat> at the uh, wedding I was at yesterday, I kind of had a discussion about, you know, um, what some of our expectations were before we got married as far as how the wedding should have gone um how much money we spent on it and if we would have changed anything <clears throat> excuse me and uh we kind of all landed on you know we would have spent less money if we could have uh, you know sans the societal expectations um you know and maybe even just you know gone to the courthouse got married and then had a party afterwards because for the amount of money that we spent on our wedding day, that could have been a really good backyard party with with some leftover for a trip or something. But right. do, you, do you have um, any ideas about what your expectations are for your wedding day? I will say that I've currently hit the point where I no longer care about the the societal norms of a wedding say you know at first i was like you know i want the big old party and it, it it still may happen but i'm just saying i'm not pressed on it anymore you know and i said like i've i've thrown out an intimate wedding 
and she's you know not shut it down um but the but i mean it it's hard because like i was saying before like even intimate we have such a big immediate family that like intimate would still mean you know like 100 people potentially um because i mean you know there's just some people that are like close friends that we would want there that wouldn't necessarily count as like the intimate family count but is still in that circle of people that it's just like well if we're gonna invite these family members you know because there's some you know there's some family members that are intimate that you know you might prefer to have friends there over but just you know they're just intimate you know you love your family you just gotta you gotta bring them all there so that's that's kind of what's hard for us right now is struggling with wanting the certain faces there but then you know it's just once you bring certain faces then you got to start to bring others and that that can be challenging so i mean you know maybe a courthouse sounds great you know just invite everyone to a cookout afterwards yeah and and you, you kind of mentioned not like bowing to the societal norms you seem like a real laid back kind of a person is this a newfound uh, personality trait that you've come into or have you kind of always been the kind of laid back no timeline kind of just hey if it happens it happens kind of a you know mindset I think I'm I'm currently learning and 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 working on my patience with things and just life in general and um, I guess maybe sometimes that comes off as being chill about it which I guess is good because the alternative is being like very over and hyper detail specific and very emotionally attached to the plans. Whereas, you know, I, I still am. Let me not, let me not have that mistaken. But um, I don't know. Just when you I feel like I just have so much going on right now. You know, like I just got to learn to just process things as they come. You know, and and I feel like. And I, now I will say one thing, okay? I worked, I, I worked at Men's Warehouse for seven years, and I was in the tuxedo department. So the entire seven years, all I did was saw married couples come in or engaged couples come in, preparing, doing this, that, and the third. I've seen people argue in front of me right there, like where it's obviously not about the outfit; it's about something completely different. But they're just doing it right there, you know, like. And I think seeing that has made me want to opt to be mellow about a wedding rather than alternatively like high strung because like I can already see I've I've seen it countless times like when when both people are high strung about the wedding it never ends well you know like disagree on a couple of things that you really care about and then just let everything else is you know I got my tuxedo color <laughs> does, I got, does I got, I got, that's all that matters, matters to me, me. does your uh, girlfriend have the same kind of laid back attitude or is that just you guys are balancing each other out so far yeah so far so far everything's pretty chill you know obviously things will get way more real we we always talk about like when the um, when the engagement finally comes you know that'll be the first thing will be to go get that venue and like that's when it'll be real you know but i mean we've talked about venues pricing all of that stuff so um I mean, it looks like she's going to be pretty chill. So, I mean, we, we, we have two very um, detailed mothers on each side. Um, so, well, one on each side. So, I think that they will do a lot of that for us um, when trying to get everything together. 
So I think I think because of having them, we've opted to just be chill. <laughs> What's your expectations on how involved you'd like your family to be in the planning process? Well, you know, in a perfect world, you would like to be able to just ask your family for help and then just be able to say stop whenever and no emotions be attached. <laughs> but um, we've also, me and Keanu have also talked about that a lot. Um, I think that just when the time comes and, and things start to, you know, face us that we'll just kind of divvy out or just ask if people are kind of okay with taking over these things rather than leaving everything on the table and just saying we need help because then that can kick in people's like you know like um they're like overdrived like i have an overdrive to where when things just get so like overwhelming to me i'll just want to take over everything and just get it done and like my mom's the exact same way and um i i don't know from what I've seen, Kiana's mom is is, is is kind of the same. Like when, when things aren't going right, she's just like, all right, let me get it together then. And like, I don't want anyone to feel like that because, you know, I don't want it to be stressful. So maybe divvying out, you know, plans or, you know, tasks may make things a little bit easier. That way people don't feel like they need to do everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's, he's definitely has, uh, so my cousin is a wedding planner. Oh yeah, I have and a um, too. my wife used to plan events and stuff. So like he has people that he can, once they make their decisions on what they want to do, then he can, has a mediator to kind of keep those things going. Yeah. Um, and I think both of, uh, you know, me and then uh, Kiana's dad, like at the end of the day, we're really chill. And like when it gets a lot, we can we're both to our wives like okay, like. They're adults, they're grown, like, let them be who they need to be. So I don't think it will ever get there based on um, how much they've talked about it. They pre-planned. Yeah. And um, also money-wise, the help that they'll get, um, I think that'll help as well in the stress because a lot of it is stress for the money. Of course. So as long as they stay within the budget that is pre-determined um, – I think yeah. they'll they'll be less stressed than what most people come up against um, because they have that yeah. kind of there for yeah, them. That, they may that may also be a thing. We have we have we have not been pre-told what we're receiving as assistance, but we've we've pre-set out a budget that's not like ridiculous, if that makes sense. Like one that even if we didn't have help, we could most likely conjure up ourselves. Um, but like it's still like i said we have a big family so i mean you know we have a lot of people that are wanting to help out for their their grandbabies and things of that nature so you know maybe maybe that's the thing we 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 just haven't ran into anything to stress us out yet so i'll i'll just speak to as of right now we've we've been able to be pretty relaxed about everything you know and i hope that that's what we can we can stay with cuz like i said i've seen the alternative I do not want that. <laughs> Maybe we'll have to bring them back on, Paul. Uh, during the engagement. Yeah, during the engagement. Yeah, yeah. You know, after the, yeah, you know, a couple weeks after the wedding, like, so how did it really go? Right. Yeah. The check in and the yeah. playback yeah. excerpts yeah. from yeah. this yeah. is yeah. laid back. So, so you see this clip here. <laughs> 
Give well, then this would be a good little, little uh, this will be a good question to kind of play back later in the future. Uh, mm-hmm. Can you fill in the blank for me? I want to get married by the time I am blank years old. By the time I'm 26, I, I, I should be just turned 26. Yeah, that's the plan. Yeah, fall wedding. Yeah, so I just turned 24 last month. Uh, I start my, I start my last year of my bachelor's in August, and then I graduate in May of 23, and I turn 26 in September 23, and we want to get married in October 23. Yeah, so everything's back to back. So like also from from May to October 23, we're also having to find a place if we opt to 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 do so so that's why i was saying things could dates could be a little a little different just depending because there's so much going on during that time but yeah you know i could be trying to get a job who knows where you know i might have to accept an offer somewhere and hopefully close to home but you just never know it's true so it's crazy uh make sure you're I know you're answering my questions, oh, but okay. answer okay. me in the okay, screen okay, okay, so okay, that okay. your I see, I see, I got you. your your voice won't fade out. Okay, all right, all right, all right. Got you. Keep it right here. <laughs> <laughs> Any more questions? Are we good? No, nah, I think uh, let's let Isaiah rip. All right, I like it. All right, well, so, um, so my first question was, um, hold that up. And then yeah. okay. start, start that over. All right. So my first question was uh, about just the financial situation. Once, you know, once you finally get married, uh, you know, everything's linked. You go get that joint bank account, all that good stuff that comes with, you know, getting married. And I guess who is there a, is there a financial conversation like is there a meeting that 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 takes place that decides you know okay we're going to go over finances together someone's going to hold it down you know by themselves or is that just a is that just a natural thing uh you know like obviously I'm going into finance so you know by default my relationship kind of already lets me take care of that but you know for someone like for him and my mom, for chance, you know, they got married and met each other like all within a year. So, I mean, I don't I mean, maybe they already had those conversations, but, you know, I did not with Kiana. Granted, we were in high school, but <laughs> um, yeah, like the, does that is that like a specific thing that takes place or or or, you know, like how does how does that go down? Uh, since he <laughs> since he mentioned me, I'll uh, just say kind of what we did. We started talking about it in our premarital counseling. Um, we, I mean, I wasn't really sure what that would look like coming in. I never even thought about like, oh yeah, like we're going to have to combine finances. But when it was brought up, for me, it just made sense, right? Like, okay, you're getting married. Everything's coming to one. Put it in, take it out. Everyone looks at it, that type of thing. So we started to have it in premarital counseling. Um, then from there it was more like, what does that look like? So you can be joint and have everything go in, but like everyone still spend like they're not joint, if that makes sense. Yeah, you have right, a card yeah. that's account, 
on the same account, but then you're just swiping, doing whatever, not talking about it. And I'd say for probably a good four or five years, that's what we did. Like, we'd be like, okay, basically the rent needs paid. And that's it. Car needs paid. That's it. But everything else, oh, you want to go eat? Whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. We're going to go to the movies. You're going to go to the store and shop. Yeah. And that was to the just we were just very baseline as far as our fin- finances go. Once we really started talking and figuring out what our goals were and what we wanted to do, we actually had like multiple meetings and then um, went to Financial Peace University, which we talked about on this podcast um, and just found a plan that would work and helped us figure out how to talk about it, how to plan and how to move forward. So I think talking about it in general is good. I know you guys do that. But finding a plan that works and setting your goals um, takes multiple conversations, at least in my experience. So who else wants to hit that next? Yeah, man. Um, so I, it's been similar within our marriage where, you know, we coming in necessarily didn't really talk about finances too much unless, you know, there was something big coming up that we you know needed to tackle. Um, but largely our finances were actually separate. Um, really until recently, like within the last year, um, when we kind of got on that same plan and, you know, we realized for us that it made life easier for us to have our finances together. Number one, um, we, you know, we're learning together at the same time, but basically learned that it creates those conversations. It, It more or less forces those conversations about your spending habits um, when you are thoughtful about where the money goes. So, you know, and the other thing is I've actually seen it work both ways. There's a, a couple that I know that to this day, they've been married, what, I think going on seven years, maybe eight. And to this day, their finances are separate. Um, Mm-hmm. And, and it works for them. They, you know, they just assign bills to each other. They get paid, and you know, they obviously still have conversations about that stuff. Um, but I guess they're just more comfortable doing it that way. But for us, it's definitely easier for us to have a goal. You know, come together, uh, decide how we're going to attack that goal, and then also both be educating ourselves together um, about finance and you know how we want to proceed within our marriage um you know we've we've been able to tackle a lot of our debt recently and i gotta say i wouldn't want it any other way coming you know from a perspective of seeing both sides i see i see and for us we 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 also had the premarital counseling which was good he got us thinking about you know the idea of of where money would go and how bills would be paid. And, you know, to be honest, I didn't really think about that before premarital counseling. You know, I still was in the mindset of just, okay, well, things need to get paid. You just got to pay them. Right. Um, we ended up with two, well, two accounts. And, you know, primarily, you know, one account was going to be the primary account to pay the bills. Um, and then, like I found out that I just wasn't spending wisely and that I was overdrafting and doing things that I was like, well, I'm not, I'm not managing this well. 
And so, you know, we had to sit back down uh, and then just reevaluate our, our plan. And that's what both of the brothers have been talking about. You just have to have a plan. And the plan of your first couple years of, of marriage will definitely look different than your next, you know, five or six years. And then, you know, even as you get into the, you know, I'm, I've been married for uh, 14 years, 15 years, four, I don't, some, some 14 or 15 years, right? And our plans are different than we, they were when we started, you know, and, and but our, our overall mindset about money is, is this, um, our accounts might be separate, but the money is ours. And so if we need money for something, it's not like, hey, can I, you know, get money from that account or whatever? It's, this is what we have as a group and as a, as a family, the, you know, the two of us together. And what we need, we'll spend it the way that we have to spend it. And a conversation is had, um, but it's, there's a lot of trust that goes into that part of it. You know, you, I'm sure you've had, you know, relationships with friends even where you might have lost a friend over 30 bucks that they owe you or whatever, you know, or just had, you know, disputes, you know, maybe larger dollar amounts that someone owes you or whatever. Um, but with your marital relationship, you don't want that to, to come in between you, you know, because if it does, it's going to, it's going to make the days seem like years um, because, you know, money is an important thing, um, but, at, but it can divide us. So, you know, planning, trying to keep it in perspective, and then at the end of the day, you know, maybe have the concept that it's it's ours. Um, I think that would be helpful for you. Yeah, I like that. Sam, so, um, all right. Well, uh, you want me to just spitfire these? Just yeah. Some, okay. yeah, that's fine. All right. Um, well, so then I guess my next one would be, what does a healthy marriage look like when kids come along and and as as far as what i mean by that is how do you make sure that you and your wife are still making sure that um you guys are finding time for each other you know you got kids you got to maybe there's not always the the availability as a for a family member to watch kids when you want to go have time for each other you know so it's always hiring a nanny you know no no other option um you know how have you guys managed to you know find those the that time and and whatnot so i've i've given this analogy in the past in conversations but if you could envision uh, a juggler you know and so the juggler is um throwing the uh, the balls in the air whatever he's juggling in the air and you can't hold on to any one item for very long because if you do, you're not going to be able to catch the the next item that's that's falling down. So in your relationships with you know when it comes to kids and your spouse, um, you want to make sure that you are just giving appropriate time um, whenever a, that that there's a need. Um, I, well, let me just say you should regularly. Give time. Now, I, I, you know, one of my kids uh, does have a little bit more special needs, and so there are times when I have to give him a little bit more attention. Um, but it, but at that point, it's not at the expense of the other kids, because eventually, I'm going to get back around to the other ones as well. And then, 
you know, keeping your wife also for me, keeping my wife in the forefront of my, my, my mind, you know, because, and fellas, you can chime in. I feel like if my wife is good and comfortable <clears throat> and relaxed, then the whole house is like chill. Right. And so, if, you know, so as a husband, you know, it's not always about my needs being met. You know, sometimes I'm going to have to sacrifice and be like, okay, well, it didn't work out for H this time, but you know, that's okay. Because as the man, I, I need to make sure that everybody else is okay. And eventually it'll come back to me. And, and also understanding that, um, you know, your wife and your kids, they help you to have joy and happiness, but they're not responsible for that. Right. So, um, they, they have their place in that, but it's not their responsibility. So that, that's kind of, you know, making sure that I, I, I give ample attention to each one, um, making sure that if someone needs more attention, I give them more attention. I got, I got. So I would say when people refer to a marriage being work, this is one of the, the key areas um, that remain work. You know, especially in my experience, uh, it's a constant work in progress, especially within my marriage, because we're trying to accomplish so many different things at the same time. Um, I still struggle with this because I spend a lot of time outside the home, which leaves my wife to manage the household and the kids largely alone. Um, the the expectation is that when I'm home, I'm helping her manage all those things, um, and that this season of our life is and will remain a season. With the expectation, you know, that eventually we will come to a point where our goals have been accomplished and we can relax and spend more time together. Now. I think I've even mentioned it on the podcast before. I do, like Harlan, have to keep my wife front of mind. And every once in a while, we will just have to you know, plan a trip um, and just you know, get out of our day-to-day -day lives so we can be alone and, and spend some quality time together. Um, you know, obviously, the more kids you have, the more difficult that becomes. You know, with, with three kids now, it's, it's tough. You know, and it, Especially when they're young, you know, um, you typically can't just leave, <laughs> you know, right, and right. I heard you mention, you know, hiring a nanny. Um, we've never done that. You know, we've, we've got some people fortunately in our lives that will come and watch the kids, um, you know, but we're, we're largely bound by their availability, right? So we, we've never just said, hey, we'd like to do this. Let's hire this person so we can go. You know, so there, there's always those checks and balances for us of, all right, well, we'd like to accomplish this and we might have to plan it six months out. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's just our reality at the time. Um, you know, but just keeping that conversation, if I had any advice on this topic of, you know, the things that your wife would like and you would like, especially as far as, uh, you know, spending time together. Have those conversations and make a plan to make it happen, um, you know, however it needs to. Yeah, I think what, what Brian said was crucial, having the conversations, but more so 
making clear what the expectations are, um, even if they're blown out of the water and they're not uh, attainable, at least having the conversation so you know what she she wants in her mind and she knows what you want. And then when you're in the midst of it with the kids, you have another conversation like, okay, we talked about this before they're here. Now they're here. What can we actually do in this season? Right. Um, and just little things can, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts on marriage recently and talking about little things like when you have little kids, if they all have a bedtime and they stick to it. So out of the newborn stage type of thing, when they're like toddlers, you can do little things where you don't have to leave the house. So maybe you just get dressed up and, you know, have like a picnic in your living room, but it's like that dedicated time. You set it up just like a regular going out date, um, but you don't have to leave. So you don't have to worry about get hiring someone and then, but being open, like if one of the kids wakes up and whatever, like that time may be short. So being prepared for all the scenarios um, and it might be stressful if you keep having these and they keep being interrupted, right. but it's at least like talking through and at least you're making the effort. You know what I mean? So she still feels appreciated um, that time is being given to what she wants. She gets to dress up. You feel appreciated. We're going to have this time together, at least in the beginning. You're trying, right? right. And then yeah. if things don't work out, you try to find different ways. Then if you can have you know, family members or the kids are old enough that you feel comfortable leaving them with someone, um, it's a whirlwind anyway. Like by the time they the kids kind of grow up into like that next phase, it it kind of feels fast. Well, at least for me, it feels fat, like a fast time. You're like, oh, wow, they're like two now. Like, what? <laughs> like I'm having a yeah. full conversation with this kid now. Like what's going on? Um, so I would say just talk about your expectations and then keep checking in as you're going and even set aside time, even if it's like 20 minutes, like, how are we doing? Like, is there anything that I can do better as far as, you know, putting you first or giving you attention? Do you feel like you have enough attention, you know, and then vice versa. So. I like those. I see. I see. All right. Well. So the next one is how. How how did you guys handle the the new combined family and and the gatherings if if your guys's families uh, did those say f- for my case pretty much every side of my family does something and they're all separate from each other on things like Thanksgiving Christmas Easter all of those good things um, and then uh, with Keanu we've added about one to two more gatherings also all on the same days and it's now to the point that you know you talk to people every year and they're just like oh well we're doing this for thanksgiving we're gonna see you this year and we're just like i don't know if you're gonna see me this year (laughs) (laughs) um you know we've already come up with some somewhat of a system we try to like you know if if we can hit multiple families on the same day we do but we we try to assign like i guess one family specifically you know like kiana's family does thanksgiving pretty hard so like we'll we'll stay at my house for a bit but then go there for the weekend or whatever you know and then christmas will come over because my family does christmas pretty hard but it just gets harder and harder because you know each year and especially as people 
just naturally pass away and stuff. People want to get together again and start up old traditions. You know, it's like it's too many families to juggle. I know it's a good thing to have. It's a good problem to have, but it's still a problem. <laughs> yeah, man. I think uh, I like what you were saying there. And what works best for us is ultimately making a plan and just trying to stick to it the best that you can. Um, I, I try not to let the weight of familial expectations weigh too heavy on us because you can only do what you can do, right? You can only yeah, go yeah. or be so many places at one time. <laughs> and, you know, largely, if you stick to your guns, people will understand, right? And you'll, you'll still get the people who will come out of the woodwork and, you know, say, the things to try to make you feel guilty to right. you know, pull obviously, you their obviously. way a little bit. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Um, like I said, largely we we make a plan. We spend this holiday here. Um, what we've learned to do is invite those people to where we are. And, you know, so our, our family uh, has the availability to fit everyone in multiple places, right? So, like, listen, if if this is really that important to you, you should be here where we are for this holiday. We've established that. And then, you know, the, the next holiday will, like you said, this family does it big here. This family does it big here for, right. you know, their respective holidays. But, um, yeah, man, we just set the boundaries and live and die by it. I like it. I like it. I like it. I like it. Yeah, I, I'm a little bit in a different situation. My wife's family is a little bit smaller. Um you know, my, but my family is, is relatively big and we'll, we've done, you know, holidays, Thanksgiving and, and Christmas, you know, pretty thoroughly over the past years. And we've, I've been fortunate enough to um, get them, that my in-laws who are great, you know, I have the greatest in-laws in the world, I think, to come to where my family's at. <clears throat> but there was one Thanksgiving that I um, went to my, see my wife's family in in Brooklyn or in New York, uh, in New York City. And, you know, I was kind of skeptical. I was like, man, we, you know, we always do Thanksgiving at my folks' house, but, you know, I'll, I'll go, I'll, I'll take the trip. And so we drove up and um, we, you know, the, the one thing I love to eat at Thanksgiving is turkey. That's the one thing I love to eat. And so we, we get to, to one house in, in Brooklyn and, you know, there was no food there. We were just meeting up people and having a good conversation. <laughs> and then we went to another borough, maybe been Queens, I don't know. And we got to a house, just more good conversation with the promise that Turkey was going to be somewhere in this equation. Right. right. No food at that place either. Right. Uh, we go to another uh, borough. I'm not sure where we were at. We were just driving around the city, I think. <laughs> and we're meeting more family, which is nice because, you know, we, they, they didn't get a chance to see each other in a long time. So, right, but there's right. still no food. There's no food at this place either. And then finally, we eventually get to the last spot, which I still thought that there was going to be turkey. There was no turkey there. There was no turkey on this Thanksgiving. On Thanksgiving but there was, it was the first time that I was introduced. I think it was maybe curry goat, which is great, but it's no turkey. So, you know, there's there there is a little bit of a trepidation that can be attached to those holidays and trying to figure out, you know, where you're going to spend it and how you're going to spend it. But like Brian said, you just need to have a plan 
And mm -hmm. I encourage you to not let the plan be to drive around the five boroughs of, of New York. <laughs> uh, yes. After the third stop with no food, it was time to go. Yo, that sounds tragic. Her family's West Indian? Uh, yeah, well, her dad's from uh, Barbados and her mom's yeah. from Jamaica. Yeah. Gotcha. gotcha. Harlan, I got to tell you, I am anxiously awaiting the release of your children's book, The Turkey Turkeyless uh, Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what? But they weren't around. So it was just it was just my pain. I got to write that story. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. little, that, little that memoir. That memoir. memoir. I love it. The, to the turkey that never happened. Oh, man. Um, no, that, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Brian will have a cover for you and everything. Yeah. A cover and outline and all that by <laughs> by tomorrow. Um no, I think I think one of the big um statements in this is boundaries, figuring out what you're gonna do and then sticking to those. People do and they respond, you know, how you let them respond to you. So if you give them those expectations to say this is what it is. When they push back, you still stick to whatever that is. Then they'll know, oh, I can't really push. And right. like you said, there they'll may there may be people that are like outliers that'll say something that don't understand what your entire situation is. Mm -hmm. And they'll always be the ones that say something. But the general population gets, okay, they're not going to be here this time or they won't be as long as we want them to. Or they may be here a little late. They may miss some of the festivities, but they'll be here, that type of thing. And the longer you do it, um, those outliers will actually be shut down by the other people that are more contributing to the situation. Like, you know what I mean? So, mm -hmm. like, if it's if you're at something like a, a function for Kiana, like maybe her sisters will step in and be like, "Nah, they're gonna be here when they be here," right? Not right. like so you don't even have to say anything, you don't even have to hear anything about it because it's already been shut down before you got there. Right. So, I mean, I know you guys have a pretty good plan um already yeah so moving into your marriage that's good but i already know like once you guys have a cute little face come into the world like mm -hmm. people are gonna start showing themselves yeah um that's going that's my so, that's my little cute excuse so that's that's the thing can't you, wait for that thing to come around you can always use that as like hey i don't want to take the baby out multiple places blah 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 but people are going to be a lot more hurt in the beginning until you reset your boundaries reestablish those so I think as far as that, as long as you're immediate, like, you know, your parents, her parents, as long as they really feel like you're getting time with both of them, mm -hmm. um, I think that eases everything else because, right. you know, they're going to definitely ride for you like, nope, they're there, shut it down, don't do it. So um, I think just having boundaries and sticking to the plan, and but but it doesn't have to be this is going to be the plan forever. Right, yeah. Because it can it always shift. Change, yeah. yeah, it can shift. It can shift. So. I like those. Yeah. Cause it's, it's hard. That, that's a hard one. It's tough, man. It's, it's too much family. That's a good question. Yeah. It's, that's it's a good a question. Um, all right. Well, let's see here. So, um, all right. So, is there something that you guys have learned to appreciate about your wives um, that you didn't know um, when you guys were first married? You know, so a trade, you know, characteristic that might be a little intertwined, um, you know, even a little niche, you know, something, maybe not something as as potent as like a trait, but, you know, just something small, anything. I think this is 
probably going to be duplicated by at least two of us. Um, but yep, yep. my wife's ability, and I, I might even be stealing this from Paul because <laughs> I've just noticed it more and more since we've had this conversation now that I'm you know recalling it. But my wife's ability to just consistently put the family before herself. Right. Um, it's, it's, I want to say, because it's hard for me to do that. Mm -hmm. You know, um, if you think about the expectations of being a man, right. Um, and we'll even just call them societal expectations. You know, you, you think you have to be the provider, right. You, you have to be the, the, the income earner and, all these different things, um, you know. So I'm always after it. You know, I've I've always got something else that I'm working on, um, and so that can largely come off as selfishness. And you know, admittedly, sometimes it is. Now, in the back of my mind, I do also know that I'm doing this for the betterment of my family, right? Right. Right. But. In my wife's case, no matter what's going on, the kids and you know the, the success of the family comes first, and that's something that I really admire about her. You know, I, I wish I was better at it. It you know obviously something that I'm working on, but right. you know her her natural ability to to just manage all those things and you know um, just keep the family front of mind is. The most admirable, admirable, admirable trait. Finally, get that word out. Yeah, that I, yeah. Uh, that I enjoy watching my wife accomplish. That's nice. That's nice. Yes. So for me, it's I think just being around someone who gets me. Mm. I think that's mm. probably the most impactful thing that I found from my wife because you know familiarity that we have with each other and we've been around each other for a long time so you know she she knows me better than very likely I know myself and so that gives her uh, an opportunity to to speak life into my life um, to be my biggest cheerleader to just uh, be someone that I can confide in so you know for me it's it's just the having someone there that can can get me and understands, you know, my shortcomings and encourages my, encourages me when I need it. You know, those kinds of things um, that we don't, you know, we don't always get that from outside sources. A lot of talk is, you know, encourage yourself and there is uh, positive, there's positivity in encouraging yourself and getting encouragement from your faith. You know, that also is something that that's helpful, but it's also good to have uh, someone that you could ride with. And someone who's got your back no matter what. So yeah. that's probably yeah. what I appreciate the most. Yeah, and I know all those answers are answers for all three of us. So I'm going to try to say something different. I would say having someone that um, forgives and like seeing that play out. Um, but it's it's a weird 
merger because she's also like an advocate for justice too. So like it's not forgiveness for the sake of just like she doesn't care. It's like her heart really wants to release so that everything can be back can be reconciled. But also like the right person, you know, you need to treat everyone correctly. So like seeing forgiveness, not just for me, like she has an open heart for me and I've seen it play out because I do stupid stuff all the time. But then also like kids, friends, all that, she just forgives and wants to reconcile and wants harmony within um, within our space. So seeing that play out is really an awesome trait or like characteristic to, to see in marriage. And I, I wouldn't have known that you know, when we first got married. Yeah. Um, Cause it didn't have to play out. Obviously you have to go through some things. You have to get hurt to, have, you downs. know, to actually forgive like those serious things and to see that play out. Right. Um, and not to say that it's easy as far as like, Oh yeah, I forgive, but like walking through like, yes, I forgive you, but now figuring out, okay, how much is too much? How has our relationship changed? That type of thing, but still wanting everything to be, as as good as it can be i like this yeah all right well this is my last one right here okay what i guess what is or or what was the purpose of marriage to you guys um you know before you were married you know it may still be the reason why you're married to this day or you know what what was that that thing that was just like, you know, you know, this is like why I want to be married. Well, for me, it was finally finding someone who I thought I would want to spend the rest of my life with. And I wasn't, you can, I, to be honest, you can never be 100% sure that that is the, the case. But I was very much willing to forsake everyone else and actively go down this path with this one person. So that was, that was kind of like the, the purpose for me. It was like I, found, I finally found the one. This has to be the one because I've seen people who... We're not the one. Right, right. Um, I like that. I like that. Yeah. Later on, as I got wiser and I saw some of those character traits that we just talked about, uh, the understanding that God literally created another person just for me. Like That's he awesome. was That's thoughtful awesome. enough in his overall creative acts to say, Harlan, you will need this person. But I didn't realize that when I was engaged or when I, we were just dating. Right, you know, that, right. That's, that's a recent, somewhat recent re- revelation. And, um, you know, so it, 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 the purpose for my marriage, I guess it's, it's changed over time. But the, the catalyst was just, I think I found the one. For me, I was reflecting while Harlan was speaking, but 
as a as a young kid, I always envisioned myself being married. Um, I think coming up in church and seeing the examples of all the married people around me, I think it was just always an ex- an expectation that I had for myself. Um, you know, especially when the pastor would say that you know marriage is honorable, right? Um, so as a young kid, I probably couldn't explain to you why I wanted to be married. As I grew older and got closer to that step of proposing and, you know, actually getting married, I knew that having a life partner would allow me to do all the things that I wanted to get out of life. On this side of the the coin, I have learned about myself that I love to serve. And it, it allows me to pour myself into someone consistently and selfishly reap the reward of that. You know, so that that plays out in pouring myself into my wife, into my children. And, uh, you know, daily I get to see the growth of that effort. I like that. Wow, those are really good. Um, <laughs> yeah, they were. Just thinking as they're talking, I'm like, man, this the the expectation of marriage changes or your purpose cha- of marriage can kind of shift as you as you grow. Um yeah, that's I, why I before <laughs> before um I was married, I think in my teens it was just like, yeah, it's just something you do. You get married, you have a family. Um, so it was more kind of like a legacy, you know, having kids, just continuing the line. Um, as I got older, continuing the the traits that your family has, not necessarily my name, but mostly like the traits that I pour into Isaiah, he pours into his kids, his kids pour into, you know what I mean? Um, so that doesn't really matter what the lineage name says, but it matters what you pour out as your legacy is your characteristics right um but i will say this i once i got close to like figuring out my life per se in my young 20s when i decided to truly be my full self um on a spiritual note as a follower of christ it was how am i going to intertwine what my purpose is with the purpose of another person and knowing that whoever I find our purposes individually will grow when we're together, but collectively we'll have a purpose as well. Um, so that was one reason to get married. And also like God placed into me that I would most likely marry someone who has a child already. Um, he's already given me a heart for adoption, but also to show that as an example for people who are single moms, that there are solid men that will not hold it against you that you happen to have a baby, right? Before you got married, because I was right. doing things that could have produced a baby before I was married. It just didn't happen, right? right? So um, I know God had placed that on me. So that was kind of a purpose as well. On the other side, 
I feel like it's definitely being able to tackle things together um, for that purpose to affect change in the world and have someone, like Harlan said, ride with you in that, um, but together accomplish things, but also be able to push my wife to be her greatest self um, is a purpose to push someone else to be great and affect the world. I think that's, that's a good thing that marriage can do. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, those are all nice. I like those. <laughs> yeah. Did any, do you have any spur questions that may have came up in this or. No, because you... you guys actually answered questions or I guess little, little think points that were in my head that I didn't necessarily know while you guys were, were, were touching on your, your guys's, your guys's own things. Um, like when I was just hearing you guys talk, I was like, Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Take that one home. <laughs> um, no, man. I mean, obviously I've, I've been fortunate enough to kind of be raised around great examples of marriages, even just with my, my parents, friends and, and their marriages and whatnot. So I've always had a pretty good outlook as for, you know, on, on marriage and always wanted that for myself. Um, so, I mean, I'm excited, you know, and seeing, you know, three brothers that have all, you know, you know, you have kids and marriages and are, you know, healthy. It's all good to see, you know, is that's not always, that's not always around for you to see. Um, especially the more and more you, you grow in life and start to move to different areas um, you start to see things like that even less. Um, so it's always good to see, um, you know, families successful. I'm um, looking forward, you know, having my own one day. So, yeah. Now yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be me if I weren't to ask this question as it popped in my head. Okay. Okay. Is there anything that scares you about the prospect of getting or being married? Honestly, while you're thinking about that, I I feel like we don't talk about this often enough Uh as Uh men, right? Um, While while you're growing up, you know, there's some men in your life that can say some scary things about marriage. Yeah, yeah. You you can maybe just see a bad example of how a marriage may have played out. Yeah. And, uh, you know, maybe not ever see that reconciled. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and and I, I don't know that I've ever seen someone shy away from marriage because of that reason, but I think it would just be healthy to admit maybe, yeah, I am fearful of this and then have some experience around you uh, who can speak into it. Yeah. Um, as far as fear goes, I, I don't think I necessarily have a, a specific fear of anything. Um, you know, obviously there's there's things um that that you see that you don't want to hap- happen to you know your marriage when th- when that time comes you know just just you know you know uh fall throughs you know breaks separations things like the things like that that you know aren't really the the popular things that bring up bring upon issues on a relationship but still that are still there um 
But the thing is, man, we've we've been together for so long that you know we've pretty much went from kids to aspiring adults, you know, together. Um, so, you know, we're pretty open with our communication. So, as far as worries go, like I mean, we just tell each other about the worries. Like I mean, like if I ever worry about anything about us or just the. Or, or maybe habits that we have right now that I'm just like, listen, like these, these can't be habits when we get married. Like it, it, it won't, it won't breed a, a good, a good marriage. Like, you know, like it'll only down the road cause these issues that are done. And I'll call out the issues that I'm afraid that they, they may cause, you know what I mean? And then we'll be like, okay, well, let's, let's work on those. You know, let's, let's start doing that. You know, um, my biggest thing is just picking up after each other. You know, it's really easy to just you know, see one or two things there. Maybe you're too exhausted. So you like leave it. And then, you know, someone comes and they're like, oh, let me pick this up or whatever, you know, but it's like the first couple of times it's cool, you know, but after a while you, you like build this tension between each other that you don't even know is there, you know, and then it's someone leaves the shampoo bottle, you know, out too far to the left and you're ready to throw hands, you know, I'm like, and, <laughs> and, you know, stuff like that. I'm just like, yo, like, listen, if we just put forth just a little bit more effort together on, like, picking up after each other, the extra five, ten seconds, like, no one will have to potentially be upset with each other off rip the second they walk in and see what the room looks like. Um, and, like, like a, and I think that just comes with us being together for so long, you know. We kind of get, I wouldn't say it's like we're married, but we're getting the experience of the relationship, you know, before before all that so um i'm not fearful of anything just just um we just talk to each other you know so um i'm very grateful to have that openness with her because you know that's not that's not always there for relationships you know i feel like sometimes people are, are like afraid to hurt the other's feelings which you know at one point in time i was definitely there i don't know i won't speak for her but you know it's like you you don't want to tell them why you're upset because then you know you know they're going to beat themselves up because they made you upset and it's like you know there's, there's got to be that that where you're looking out for yourself but also for your significant other you know trying to help help yourself to help to help them and vice versa so that's that's currently what we've been working on a lot recently that's why i would i could so specifically touch on it but yeah Sounds wise. Sounds really wise. <laughs> Listen, I, I I don't want a divorce. You know, I've I don't I don't know anyone in around me that's been in a divorce specifically, but like I, I've seen what it's done to to friends, you know, and that's just not what I want for myself or my family in the future. So you know, I'm trying to get things taken care of now, so we can you know, so we don't have to worry about them later. I like that. Yeah. I think for yeah. me, um, the the thing that plays in my mind occasionally is the loss of my wife. And I don't mean that through divorce, but you know, more or less through some like traumatic event. Yeah. That is yeah. something that I'm fearful of, you know, putting uh, you know, the effort that I do into building our family and then just in an instant having it all fall apart. Um I know I'm a strong person, um, but I don't know how that would affect me. Yeah. So yeah. I, that that is something I'm fearful of. 
Yes. I I would say then yes. I that that was something I immediately thought about when you said it, but it was it was one of those like um givens, so I I didn't think to to touch to touch on it, but no, I I feel like I haven't thought about it recently, but obviously I feel like when you truly love someone like those those random thoughts like obviously occasionally come through you're just like you know you just look over you're just like man what if you just didn't come home tomorrow you know you're just like <laughs> it's like hold up like got me all upset for no reason like we're watching our favorite tv show <laughs> <laughs> yeah right it definitely, um, yeah that, yes ooh. i've definitely had those moments before i'm just like whoa you know and that that just got super serious like i you know i really have a lot of love for you um that's that is one thing that you know, I definitely am, you know, fearful for, um, but that's just why, you know, you got to just make sure that every moment's great, you know? Yeah. Those those thoughts make me more grateful that I have what I have. Exactly. Yeah. So the second that I think about that, I'm just like, man, this TV show's hitting right now. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go get our favorite place to eat. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now nah, what's up? Now, nah, no, nah, that's uh, I mean that that's probably the only thing is the loss that would be. I mean, I'm already in. I didn't, I didn't have any fears. I think um, going in because we were so adamant about making sure that we would do everything to stay together. So we tackled a lot of uncomfortable topics um, in the beginning. Um, and just the way, you know, we got married within a year of really knowing each other. So it was real heavy, real soon. Um, so (laughs) we had a lot of things. So I, I, and I kind of knew like, to me, I was confirmed that this was going to be my wife. So it was easy for me to say, yeah. Oh, like, okay, God, like, you told me this Let's is it. it. We're gonna we're gonna walk into it. So I not I know not everybody else has that confirmation, but for me it happened. So it's like, all right, well, we're gonna roll with that. So um but yeah, that those thoughts definitely like you said, get real heavy real quick. Yeah. And then you're like, Oh my gosh, this is amazing. I love you so much. Yeah, yeah like <laughs> Thank <"Whoa>. you. <laughs> like where did that even come from? So, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, that just sounds like a an episode that we need to tap into perhaps oh, at a later oh, date. Gosh, maybe, gosh. maybe, maybe, maybe when Isaiah is twenty six. Yeah. yeah, what do you, what do you, what do you even title that? that? I don't know. What do you title that podcast? Like she gone? The what? Right, she gone. <laughs> 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 dot dot I mean, dot. Gosh, that is yeah crazy. Yeah, that that, that so. one's always a hard one. Yeah. Get up the room. Yeah, right. Yeah. When Jesus. <laughs> um, no, I mean, if if you guys don't have anything else, just want to say thanks for coming on. Thanks for asking the questions. Thanks this for sharing great. about your your thoughts on your engagement. I think we stuck there for a little bit, but it was good to yeah. just hear someone. I love know, talking about, about that, it. So. It's, getting, it's real, but I'm excited. Yeah. You're, you're an impressive young man. I've... I appreciate it. Listen, it's because I've had all of you guys around, you know. I've I've only had adults around me to to show me the way, so I appreciate all you guys. <laughs> for real. Yeah, bro. Thanks for coming through. Appreciate you. Always, always. Thank you guys.
All right. Well, that's a wrap. Thanks for listening. If you got any value out of this episode, we'd like to invite you to rate, follow, and review on your favorite podcast platform. If you would like to be a guest or want to have your questions answered, hit us up on our website, marriageistougher.com, or follow us on Facebook, searching Marriage is Tougher Than Woodpecker Lips. Thanks again. This is Paul. And this is Brian. We will talk to you next time.